Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrifice to make your life a little better. This week, we're going to do a lot of fun stuff here on the show. First, we're going to lead off with a story about how my dog went missing. Not my dog, actually. My wife's dog. So I can see how, like, your heartfelt regards would be going out to me when you heard about my beloved dog going missing. But it wasn't my dog, but I was still a little saddened to see her... Not Well, I guess not to see her. I was a little saddened not to see her sleeping in her bed. Right after that story, we're going to go into At The Movies and then the main event of the show, the Retro Toy Marketplace, where this week we're going to talk about something that doesn't get talked about enough, Marvel's Secret Wars by Mattel. It's a fun show like always. Make sure to tell a friend. All right, hit it. Yo, ISR, man. I don't understand this, man. Yo, you've got to slow down, man. You're losing them. Radio. Suckers never play me. You are listening to the Toys R Us Report, the greatest podcast in the world. We hired this dude, Arturo, to do our yards, and I will say it is one of the best purchases I have ever, I have ever made. I guess it's not a purchase, it's a rental. You cannot purchase a person, but you can rent their services. So, renting Arturo's services was seriously one of the best things I've ever done. I get crazy mad hay fever, and doing the lawn is just, it's just not for me. And it's not because I'm lazy, it's the hay fever, don't get the wrong impression of this. So we hired Arturo, and he left the gate open this week, and our dog Frida got out. Frida is my wife's dog. Frida is half chihuahua, half pug. We call her a chug. She's short, small, and round like a pot-bellied pig, but with a little head. She's a little strange looking. We still love her, though. I don't know if I love her. I like her a lot. My wife loves her. I think she's all right. I love my dog. Anyhow, Arturo left the gate opened and Frida got out. Now, this doesn't happen very often. Frida doesn't get out. She doesn't go out the front door. We can leave the front door wide open. Our dogs are fairly well trained and they don't want to, they don't want to escape. They don't see anything great for them out there in the wild. They like it here in the house with us. So it was weird that we came home and Frida wasn't here. It's really never happened before. Maybe once or twice. She's gotten out and wanders out into the front yard, but she doesn't ever just, like, straight up vanish into the ether. So we hit the streets. We went out there like we're a Columbo or Serpico. You know, we're working our informants, checking out with the kids in the neighborhood, seeing if they've seen Frida. I have a fairly nice neighborhood. You can just, like, walk up and talk to kids, and no one thinks anything too weird of it. And they see us walking Frida, so they know who I'm talking about. Plus, my wife has some, uh pictures on her phone that she's showing off. So we walk around, ask around, nobody sees anything. And I see like a group of uh, skater kids over by a stop sign. And I'm thinking, these kids are, you know, they're all over the place. They're kind of little, little bit punk kids, but I still think maybe I might be a little cool. So I'm not too nervous about going up and talking to them. So I go up and I'm like, hey, have you guys seen this dog anywhere? You know, I have my wife's phone. I'm like, have you guys seen this dog wandering around? And they look and they're all just like, eh, 
And then they start razzing me a little bit. I was really surprised with this. They start giving me the razz and they're like, oh man, your dog is gone, dude. You're never going to get your dog back. Stuff like that. So I said, well, you know, good day, sir. And I went back to patrolling the streets with, um, with my wife Serpico and... We see some kids, and I go up to them and ask them if they've seen the dog. And this seems really weird to me. Do you remember how, when we were younger, they would warn you to stay away from kidnappers, and one of the things they would say was that the kidnapper dudes would come up to you and ask you, you know, I lost my puppy. Have you seen my puppy? Can you help me find it? Thinking that, as a kid, you're really going to want to save a puppy. And that's, like, exactly what I was doing. But I didn't have a car. I was on foot. I wasn't trying to lure anybody to come with me, so... I go up to these kids and I ask them, hey, have you seen this dog? And the kid's like, I have seen this dog. Our friend saw your dog. He found it walking around. And I'm thinking, this is it. We got the break in the case. We got the lead that we're looking for. My wife goes up to the kids and she's like, where does your friend live? And they're like, oh, I don't know. They live like really far away from here. They live like really far. So she goes up to the door and asks the mom. She's like, your, you know, your son told us that we're missing our dog. And your son told us that he has a break in our case. Um, could you tell us where these friends live? And she's, you know, she's a really nice lady. It's a nice neighborhood. So she gives us the address and it is like clear across town. It's not even close. So we get in the car, drive over there. And as we're pulling up, we can see Frida in the window. She's standing on the back of her couch, looking out the window. Like, I really want to go home now. I think that I have seen enough of the world. So we go up to the door, give it a knock. They answer, and Frida hears Maritza, you know, say, hello, um, we've lost our dog, and she comes darting to the door, reunited, and it feels so good. It's a mother and child reunion. They're back together. They're very nice. They said that they were going to call in a little bit, but they were just playing with Frida a little bit. I know what it's like when you find a dog. It's a little fun to check out the dog a bit before you give them a call, but... They were going to do it. I believe them. I think they're nice, honest folks. They gave Frida some food. They had a dog already. They don't want to steal our dog. They're not like dog nappers. They're just, you know, they were they were hanging out. They were letting their two dogs hang out. So it was fun for Frida, maybe a little bit, even though you could tell she wanted to come home. So we're in the car and we're rolling. And as we're going by, Frida likes to sit in the back window. She sits and she looks in the back window. So we're driving by and I see those skateboard kids and I tell my wife, I'm like, you gotta drive by. You gotta drive by. So she rolls by real slow, and Frida's in the back window. And one of the kids sees Frida and goes, look, look, like pointing, like, they found the dog. They found the dog. And what did I do? I stuck my arm out the sunroof, raised my middle finger high to the sky, moved it side to side, pulled it back in. Yeah, I know it's not right for an adult to flip off a bunch of teenagers, but it was a moderate flip at most. It wasn't a full finger flip. It was more of a finger wiggle flip. And I could hear him go, ah, another win for me. I know I've been telling a lot of stories where I win. I apologize for that. I apologize for trying to put myself over at every turn, but I don't know. I'm on a winning streak lately. Things are looking really good. All right. Frida has been rescued. The world is back to normal. Let's get ready for At The Movies. Yo, ISR, they think we're taking shorts, man. Show them this is cold Medina. Come on, kick it. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? In a mining town, on the second moon of Jupiter, something deadly is happening. And this man is the only law. You're dealing with grown-ups here. How do you leave? So, uh, I'm going to find out. That's right. Even in space, the ultimate enemy 
is still man. Outland. Rated R. Check newspaper for opening date and theater near you. As it turned out, we never made it to the cinema. We meant to, it just, you know, it wasn't meant to be. This is one of the first weeks in a long while that I haven't seen a movie, so what I'm going to do is a little different, and this might become a regular feature here on the show. I'm going to go back and review something that I saw a while back on. In this case, it was actually on VHS tape. The movie is called Outland, and it stars Sean Connery and Peter Boyle. It came out in May of 1981. I'm going to read a little bit of the back of the tape so that you can get a little idea of what it is. Jupiter's innermost moon is the godforsaken site of Con Am 27, a mining colony and high-tech hellhole populated by the same breed of misfits and losers that once roamed the dusty streets of Dodge City. Into this terrible Tomorrowland walks Federal District Marshal William T. O'Neill, played by Sean Connery, faced with a series of grisly, frenzied murders among the miners and alone in the pursuit of truth. So basically, it's, uh, there's some weird things going on at the mining colony, and only Sean Connery, who is the head of security, seems interested in finding out what is going on. The movie is basically a retelling of the classic Western High Noon. And really, that's awesome. There is nothing wrong with that. High Noon is a rad movie. So anytime you grab some elements from that and you use it in a really new and interesting way, that's that's great with me. I don't mind. It's like, I'm trying to think. There was this one old rhyme. It was by um, Daddy-O from Stetsasonic. And he said, if it sounds like something you've heard before... That's all the more reason to get on the dance floor. And I've thought about that, you know, samples or taking things from things. It's very effective because you know that it worked previously. The effect has already been proven. So the director, Peter High Am, who did 2010, the sequel to Kubrick's famous film, what he's doing is he's taking something that he knows works and he's retelling it in a way that while the same still seems new because of the introduced science fiction elements and the really grim, desolate mining colony. I would recommend that you see this. I've seen that it's playing in El Rey. It's in El Rey circulation right now. I've, uh, I actually have it on my DVR. It's come on a couple Fridays. But for the sake of this review, I went back and I watched my original VHS tape of Outland. I like VHS. I don't know. I feel that the tape is a little warm, and I like how it's a little fuzzy. So if you get a chance and you have a VCR and you have the tape, pop it in. There's nothing wrong. Outland is a good flick, man. Good stuff. ISR home viewing recommended. Yo, ISR, man. You're getting them nervous. We're going to break down. ready for the retro marketplace okay i see robots this is your one chance show them what you got marvel secret wars one day when i was maybe 11 or 12 i'm thinking it was either 84 or 85 my grandfather came over in his truck and asked me if i wanted to go with him to kb he asked me if i wanted to go with him and run a couple errands and then go to kb and pick something up i was totally with it so we went out and he's cool I, like everybody else, I really loved my grandfather. I really loved my grandfather. He was a great person, World War II vet, really nice guy. He was just great. He would spend time with me, and this is one of the memories I have of him. He took me out. We went, I think we had to go to Sears. We did something like that. 
I don't remember what it was exactly that we did, but this was back in the day when Sears had a snack shack in the middle of the store, and I remember we got one of those really big Sears popcorn to take home to my dad. My dad was into those big Sears popcorn. I think they came in an orange or red container. I don't recall what it was. Big cardboard container. But we got the thing, and then we headed into the mall and went to KB, and he let me go look around, and he kind of gave me a price point and told me I could pick something out. So I looked around, and I had a lot of the um, Superpowers collection action figures. And DC's cool. I do like DC, but I wanted some Marvel guys. Marvel guys were really cool at the time, and I wanted to get some Marvel guys, but they didn't have anything out that was similar in scale to the Secret Wars. But when I hit up the action figure aisle at the KB, I saw something I hadn't seen before. I hadn't seen a commercial for it or anything of that sort. It was Marvel's Secret Wars. They were really neat. They were on the same scale as the Secret Wars, and each guy came with a lenticular shield. Lenticular is that effect where, like, you kind of move it around and the image changes that. It was really popular back in the 80s, and each dude had... A shield, and I picked out, I think I got Dr. Doom. I'm fairly certain that I got Dr. Doom, and I went out and I showed him to my grandpa. And he looked at it, and he looked at me, and he said, I wouldn't have brought you out if I knew you were going to get a doll. And that might sound a little harsh. I know that people from his generation didn't play with dolls, and he was like, I wouldn't have brought you if I knew you were going to buy a doll. But, you know, irregardless, he bought me the doll. So, (laughs) he, uh... Even though it was weird to him, he was still tolerant of my lifestyle, and he said his piece, and then he bought it, and I was happy to have it, and I love my grandpa. You know, he spent time with me, and he taught me (laughs) that dudes probably shouldn't play with dolls, and you know what? He's probably right. Look at where it got me now. It's like I'm in a room talking into a microphone surrounded by dolls. Anyway, thanks for the lesson, grandpa. Let's take a look at this commercial I found on a videotape. I only recall this one airing a few times I didn't see it all that much, but let's take a look. Hold on, let me go look through the stack here. All right, here we go. Dr. Doom, Doom Roller, Turbo Cycle, and Captain America each sold separately. Batteries not included. Let's roll, Doom Roller. That first wheel can't stop the Turbo Cycle. Change course, Doom Roller. Now, Turbo Cycle, you're doomed. Doom Roller and Turbo Cycle vehicles from the Marvel Superhero Secret Wars collection, each sold separately. Action figures also sold separately. New from Mattel. Secret Wars was an action figure line produced by Marvel and Mattel in 1984. There were three total series, one in 84, one in 85, and a third that was produced but never made available in the United States. It was only available overseas, which is kind of a bummer. There were a couple cool guys in that. What was Secret Wars? Secret Wars was a Marvel comic series that ran for 12 issues. It was one of the first maxi-series comics that I ever recall seeing. It was a crossover event where they brought in all the big dudes from all the different comics and had them, like, duke it out for the enjoyment of this guy, the Beyonder. The Beyonder was an omnipotent, outer space, sort of cosmic-level villain who he wanted to see what was more powerful, good or evil. So he grabbed, like, most of the top good guys and most of the top bad guys and took them to his battle world where they all fought it out. The book was written by Jim Shooter, and Jim Shooter explains how it came to be by saying that one day 
They were at, uh, you know, they were in the bullpen hanging out and some Mattel reps came to them and said, we want to make some toys. We see how successful Superpowers is for Kenner and we would like to try and recreate that success if we can. The thing is, we would like the whole series to be tied together with some kind of an idea. We don't want just a loose collection of figures. We would like a central storyline to connect the whole thing together and we've done some test marketing and what we have learned is there are two words that kids are really attracted to. These two words are war and secret. So if you could somehow put those in there, if you could find some way to, you know, call the series the war of secrets or maybe the secret war, that would be a really great idea too. Oh, and if you could put some vehicles and also a fortress, because we would like to release some playsets. So if you could do all those things, that would be great. It's really amazing that Secret Wars isn't bad. The comic, it's not bad. You would think that with all these weird limitations and weird ideas being presented that, well, I guess when I look at it, it's not really a lot of weird ideas. They just have a weird title. But if somebody constricts you with this weird title, it might be a little difficult to come out with something cool. But Secret Wars was pretty fun. I remember reading it every month in the grocery store that we went to. I believe it was Lads. And they had one of those squeaky racks that spin around and have the comics in them. And I would look for it every month and read it because I wasn't really at the point where I had a comic budget yet. So... I did like it. I thought it was really neat. At the time, I thought it was super great to see all the different dudes in the same thing. Now, though, I don't know if I would like it as much. Who can say? I've become a little more picky as far as my comics go, which is a shame. It's a shame to be another one of those jaded, grown-up comic readers, I guess. Let's take a look at the first series of Marvel Secret Wars. Wave 1. Okay, you got Captain America, Spider-Man, Doctor Doom, Magneto, Iron Man... Wolverine, Kang, and Dr. Octopus. That's a pretty decent coverage of some of the top dudes. You know, you got Spider-Man, you got Captain America, you know, Dr. Doom is the top villain. It's a good thing. Each dude came with a shield, a lenticular shield, which I could never figure, I never knew what that had to do with the Secret Wars. Maybe, I don't know, probably somebody just thought that having something lenticular is always fun. And a lot of the dudes, like Dr. Doom, Magneto, Iron Man, and Kang had a pistol. That's almost half the set came with a pistol, and it's really the same weapon. Wolverine had claws. I like this Wolverine. He came in his brown uniform. The brown one is my favorite, and he had two removable, uh, you know, claws. One on each hand. Two removable sets of claws. They're pretty cool overall. The second series, which came out the next year, had some pretty neat action figures in it, too. You got... Spider-Man in his famous black uniform. This was one of the big things that came out of Secret Wars. It was the introduction of the symbiote Venom, who at first disguised himself as a Spider-Man costume. So you got the black Spider-Man, Baron Zemo, Daredevil, Falcon, and Hobgoblin. Falcon's really great. He's just an awesome character. He has wings. He has his Falcon as an accessory. And the Hobgoblin has a glider, a glider for his feet. It's a little smaller than the first wave, but you got a couple cool guys. Daredevil's great, too. Can never sleep on a Daredevil action figure. The third wave was produced, but only ever released overseas. What a bummer. I hate that. I hear about it happening all the time where a line has lost its popularity, but they've already produced the figures, so they gotta do something with them, so they send them overseas. I mean, why not send them here? I guess it's hard to compete for uh, shelf space, but nevertheless... 
it would be cool to, you know, throw the dudes a bone and let them get a couple of these figures. You know, the collectors anyway. Let them get some of these guys. So, you got this foreign-only wave, and it's only three dudes. It is Electro, the Constrictor, and also Iceman. Iceman is a really cool-looking figure. He's white. He's kind of snowy. The Electro, I love Electro's costume. That is the villain from the last movie. He was played by Jamie Foxx. I don't know why they didn't go with that cool green outfit with that yellow mask would have been so much cooler than the blue electrified body and well the constrictor is a neat figure too it's always fun when they make one of these kind of off-the-wall characters as opposed to one of the -the run-of-the-mill top flight dudes that they always seem to make there were also play sets and vehicles included in the series you got a base for each team a good guy and a bad guy base the good guy base was called the freedom fighter and it was based around a helicopter it was a defensible helicopter platform and the bad guys had the tower of doom it must be a bummer to be on the bad guys team and your base isn't called something like the freedom fighter it's called the tower of doom it's where doom hangs out and you can maybe come into on the box you can see kang is in there and i guess you know if you're with doom you have to know that with his giant ego the things are going to be the called it's going to be called the tower of doom it's not going to be called anything with your name in it it is all for the glory of doom Here is more proof to the point. They also had a bad guy flying vehicle. It was like a flying wing. It looks like a stealth bomber. And it comes with Kang. It comes with Kang included. And what is it called? The Doom Star. It's not called the Kang Star, even though Kang is in it. It is the Doom Star. There is also a Doom Cycle and a Doom Roller. The Doom Roller is kind of neat. It's battery operated and it is a wheel with a pod inside that the the figure can ride in and the thing rolls along the carpet and if it bounces into something it will go the other way really neat still though it's called the doom roller not the bad guy roller or whatever the good guys also have a motorcycle it is called the turbo cycle and it is very close in design to the doom cycle oh snap and there were helicopters one was called the turbo copter the other was called the Doomcopter, and the good guys had some kind of a flying machine too. I think it was called the Star Dart or something of that sort. Let's now, let's dig into my VHS pile. I got a good one. This was sent to me by a friend overseas many years ago. It is a commercial for the foreign release of Marvel's Secret Wars. It's in some foreign language. I'm imagining French. What happens is the dudes are on the computer and they have to guess some kind of a password. And when they do... It shows them Secret Wars action figures. Let's dig into this a little bit. Here we go. Dans quel immeuble de New York est situé le QG des Fantastiques? Baxter Building? Chelsea Building? SS Building? Envoie! Sur ton Minitel, joue au Justin et gagne les super-héros des guerres secrètes. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. He won't be sorry for long. Well, here we are, the final segment of the Retro Toy Marketplace where we take a look online and see what it is going to cost you to reconnect with some of these cool action figure lines from the past. In this case, it will be Secret Wars. All right. If you want to get the whole set, and I'm looking here at completed, completed sold eBay auctions. If you wanted to get 
the entire set of action figures. That's the whole thing. The European releases, Constrictor, Iceman, everything. They're opened, though. They are opened, but they have all the accessories. Somebody sold one recently for $500. Some of the other more expensive ones are, of course, the European releases. I'm looking here. Somebody has a carded Iceman, and it went for $325 a carded constrictor for 275 and then going down a little bit someone has a carded very nice shape wolverine and they got 200 bucks for that hey good for them that's a nice little bargain here going down a bit more you can get kang kang sold for 49.99 but when you get down into just the random loose action figures you can get a nice set here of four dudes no accessories for $10 shipped that is not bad at all if you just want some cool toys to play with or to put on your shelves or whatever. Flipping around a bit here is a set of all the dudes, all the action figures, sans the overseas releases without cards, but with all the accessories. Somebody, they had it up for 165, but they accepted a best offer. We will never know what that offer was, even though it was probably less, well, we know for sure it was less than 165. I'm just gonna throw a number out, uh, 100. Let's say it was 100 bucks. If somebody offered me a hundred bucks for something I had 165, first thing I would do would be like, well, how about 150? And I could see them eventually working me down to a hundred if it had been sitting around the storage room for a while now. Here is a good one. You can get the Tower of Doom and both of the motorcycles. It looks like the motorcycles haven't been removed from the box, even though the Tower of Doom has $100. That's not bad, really. I realize $100 is a lot of money to spend on a toy, but in the grander scheme of things, $100 isn't going to ruin you or make you either way. So if it makes you super happy, it's probably worth it. All right, here we go, guys. Let's move into the final segment of the show. Yo, ISI, your man, you got him running scared, man. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment, your weekly toy shop update, the Toys R Us report. All right, party people, thanks for sticking in this long. You don't know how much I appreciate it. All right, the Toys R Us report is where I tell you about what I saw at the Toys R Us, and what I saw is still nothing. I am hitting up the store. I am hitting up Target. I am hitting up Kmart. I am hitting up everywhere and still no Build and Odin's. I've seen on some of these Facebook groups I belong at, dudes have them. They found them at Target. They found them at a Target in East Oakland. We're not there. I'm not in East Oakland, of course, but I would hope that at some point they're going to get down to me, but it doesn't seem like they ever will. What am I going to do, though? I mean, who cares? Why complain about toys? It's a little annoying, and to be honest with you, I don't think I'm going to buy that many of them. I think maybe I'm just going to get the Captain Marvel, I dig how her mohawk comes out of her helmet, but I might not even get that. I just want to see them and know that they exist. As a matter of fact, one of the fools on these Facebook Marvel Legend groups, he found the series after this. He had the whole entire thing. What am I to think of this? It is a travesty. I am disgusted. I'm not really that disgusted. I would just like to have them. Um, it was still another slow week. You know, I guess they're still rebuilding after, after uh, Christmas. And that's, you know... That is to be expected. Christmas is the main event, the Super Bowl of the retail world. Let me tell you this. I heard this the other day. Um, do you guys watch Star Wars Rebels, the cartoon? I do watch it. I like it. I don't have any other figures, and I've heard that the figures are not selling well at all, and it's possible 
there might not even be a Series 2. That's a bit of a bummer because Series 2 had the only one that I really wanted, which was Sabine. She is the Mandalorian chick with the pink helmet. I love that pink Boba Fett outfit. I think it's cool. I don't know why. I wanted it. I feel weird about that. I do buy a lot of girl action figures, and I don't, I don't intend to. It just seems to me that over the years, I have bought so many action figures that it's just like, I don't need another Iron Man. I don't need another Captain America. I don't need another Thor or Obi-Wan Kenobi. But I do want to buy something, and the only ones I don't have zillions of are the girls. And what are, what are you going to do? I want to buy something that I don't have. I don't want another... I don't want spacesuit cap or medieval cap. I want somebody that I've never even bought in plastic before. And that sometimes leads to me getting Batgirl or Sabine or Captain Marvel. What do you want to say? It's not even a big deal. I don't know why I'm talking about it. It's just something that's been on my mind. We hit up the double flea markets again, and that's fun. That's always fun. It is a bit tiring to, like, walk the length of these two flea markets, and I'm still... I'm still fighting this cold. I'm having a hard time breathing. So I got a little winded, got a little tired. I didn't wuss out though. I didn't wuss out. I made it. I am like, man, I don't know who I'm like. I'm like somebody who goes through and make things. But I did not find a lot of cool stuff. I got a neat Archie Bunker card game. I don't know how to play it, but it has these really cool cards with all the characters' faces on them. One of the bummers is the dude doesn't say Meathead on his card. It says Mike. I wish it said Meathead, but it says Mike. So what are you going to do? I can't go back in time and reprint the card, but I can't imagine it says Meathead every time I see it, and that's probably almost as good. I also got a really neat Farrah Fawcett puzzle. Over the years, I've, like, gathered this whole Farrah Fawcett collection that I never intended to get, but I have, in fact, gotten it. I have mugs, I have drinking glasses, I have a Charlie's Angels doll, I have this puzzle now. I got a lot more than that, and I don't even know how this came to be. It just sort of did, over time, buying one thing at a time, which is, I guess, how collecting starts. Anyway, kids... We're going to get out of here. We're going to head for the hills. But before we go, I need for you to do something for me. If you're on icrobots.com, that's I-S-E-E-R-O-B-O-T-S, like I'm looking for robots, icrobots.com, go to the Entertainment Earth link on your right. Click it. Go in there and, well, just take a look. If you take a look for something, you'll find something you like. They are the Internet's number one action figure resource not even action figures, just toys of all sorts. So go through, click on that link, and, and buy something. Get something cool, because every time you do that, I get a little taste. I get a little bit of that, and I'm hoping to turn this show into some kind of a self-sustaining entity. If it can pay for itself, I will be so happy. That's all I ask. That's not a lot. Go through Entertainment Earth. Click the link. When you go through, bookmark it. Bookmark it on the other side and then use that as your Entertainment Earth link because every time you do, I get a little smidge of the money that would normally go to the faceless Entertainment Earth Corporation. I don't even think it's like that. I don't think there is a faceless Entertainment Earth Corporation. They seem pretty cool to me so far. All right, guys. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash icrobots, I-S-E-E robots. Hit us up on Twitter at icrobots, spelled the same way, icrobots.com. If you're looking for the one-stop shop for the Toys R Us report, go to 
thegreatestpodcastintheworld.com. You'll find us right there. Look us up over on iTunes and give us a review. I understand that that's really helpful in the process of getting the show discovered. So if you want to get us discovered, that's what you want to do. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Toys R Us report, episode number 20. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, that's right. This jam is rated Cold Medina, man. That's right, Cold Medina. We're in EFFECT, otherwise known as Effect. Know what I'm saying? This is a Toys R Us news update. All the toys, all the time. Breaking news audio. I have found the Marvel Legends. I went to the Target and there they were, the entire set. I only picked up the Captain Marvel. I am not the type who's going to go and leave everybody else with nothing. There will be more to follow in the upcoming days on the Toys R Us report or on icrobots.com. Keep your ears to the street. This has been an IC Robots radio production.